What's up, beautiful people? This episode of the podcast is sponsored by Born to Rise. Born to Rise is an incredible foundation that offers a platform for regular people to share their heartfelt stories of how they overcame hardships and traumas. Born to Rise hosts annual events with guest speakers from around the world to come here in Montreal and talk. They are planning to expand across Canada. For more information, visit borntorise.net and stay connected with such a powerful cause. There's a big Born to Rise event coming up in the next few months in Montreal. If you're around the area, check out borntorise.net, get your tickets, and come and see what this event is all about. Are you tired of wearing the same old boring clothes? Don't you want clothes that represent something that you're passionate about or just something that makes you and your friends laugh? Then go check out stylishremix.shop. They have super awesome t-shirts, hoodies, socks, and pillows with funny puns, movie references, and cute avocados to brighten up your wardrobe and make your style unique. Use the code name CHIMPS10 and save 10% off any and all purchases. If you're looking for maybe a shirt for someone who's going through something or you have went through something, something personal, whatever, they have a nice shirt on stylishremix.shop. It says no storm will last forever. It's always a nice little reminder to show you and to remind you that whatever you're going through or they're going through, it can feel like it's an eternity. But remember that it only lasts for a short period of time or a long period of time, but it's not forever. So sometimes just wearing it, having a quote like that around will motivate and inspire and maybe even help. So go order yours today with the code CHIMPS10 on stylishremix.shop and save 10% off your purchase. Welcome to Curious Chimps Podcast. I'm Nathaniel Pearl. And I'm Sam Sheva. And welcome. We here at Curious Chimps are law-abiding citizens. We do not endorse anything illegal. And anything we discuss is for entertainment and not information purposes. We are not experts, and nor do we claim to be. So please, consult the doctors, do your research, read the label, and for the love of all that is holy, be safe. All right, let's talk about drugs. Curious, curious, curious chimps. When we had voice on, uh, when I first met him, Mr. I told Steven you. Mr. Steven Voice. Yeah, he's a great dude. I can't wait to have him back on. Yeah. It was so fun. Yeah, I didn't sick. expect that. Like, it was really fun to talk, just to, just to chill with him. Like, uh, he's great. a fun dude. But when I first met him, it was literally, we were mixing a song together, and this guy was recording in his booth. The guy had like a sound booth at his, at his basement. Sure. Oops. And there was like a small door opening and closing like under all the layers. Oh, you told me the story once. Yeah, you it, just, I said you it on the podcast. fucking hear it, yeah. But, he, but like I'm telling you, it was under all the layers. It was like the f- it was like the first recording and there was like seven recordings over it, like the voiceover, like, uh, you know, those little sounds you put in and you add on to the, to the main vo- vocals. And there's just like a little... little <laughs> so he's like, wait, wait, what's that? So we stop it. He starts peeling all the layers and then you get down. All you hear is just like a... You know that like dead feed sound like that. He's <laughs> like, that's got to go. And I, I was blown away, man. I'm like, there's levels to this fucking game. Didn't didn't he he had he commented on it? Yeah, yeah. But, but he, didn't he have a similar story? It was that story. Yeah, that was that we were story. talking. Okay, no, about I thought it, yeah. I thought I was talking. I thought you were talking about you. No, no, that was for voice. Okay, no, I'm I'm like mixing you guys up now. Yeah, no, that, that was <laughs> that was voice, man. I was just amazed at the attention to detail that guy has. Yeah, that's insane. But like a fine-tuned ear to really—it's it, almost that genetic. Up. It's like I, I, when I was—I was born with crazy smell and hearing, mm. and like you just can't—you can't like 
Like if you watch like that Sherlock Holmes movie with uh, Robert Downey Jr. and he can identify smells, it's like that. That's practice. Anyone mm. with any kind of sense of smell, and some people are like smell blind or whatever that term is. But like if you if you've ever if you can like sense oregano, then you can like take it three times and just say oregano in your head or something like mm. seven times, and then next time you'll 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 make that association. So there's this sensation documentation you can do, and that can be very that's learned, 100 yeah. percent learned. Uh, and and it helps with memory because of association with language and all that. But just just being able to sense certain things like that's you can't you can't I don't think you can really improve that. All you can really do is maybe improve your listening. You know, like your like you know if if some like if your hands are all calloused and shit, and someone goes with like a feather and you just can't feel it. Hmm. Maybe there's still some pressure being felt and you can really focus, you know, but I don't know, like that sound that he heard, maybe yeah. he was like feeling it in his chest. Like it wasn't even, it was barely even in his ears. Like it's hard for him to even explain. Uh, he's know. addressed it so many times that he right, he knows that feeling something's wrong in the audio. And it, but it depends on the sound too. Mm. That sound was just like this clack and there was something low about it and it just, he heard it and it was probably off beat also. Mm. Or, or, I need like it, it's something a combination of things just it was like red flags yeah anyway I wonder if that's learned though I mean I'm maybe sure it's a you, mix. yeah because it's always a mix in massage like I was reading a book about how to improve your touch yeah. this is a fascinating book and it was like you put, people with x-ray hands there like <laughs> I love that terminology yeah and what you would do is you put a hair a piece of hair under a couple pages and oh, you just yeah. with your eyes closed you go over the pages till you feel that hair and then once you feel the hair you go under another page you just keep adding a page, adding a page. And then the guy in the book is like, you could add up to like 100 pages and you'll still feel that fucking hair. That's intense. Yeah. So I was practicing that. I think I got to like 10 to 15 pages. It was really cool. Yeah, you've been doing it for like five years now, man. It's growing. Yeah. It's forget how long, been, how long it's been, you know, it's just, it's just a part of me now. Well, it's a time, time and repetition, right? We always yeah. say it. So the more time passes, if you used it wisely, fuck man. Yeah. Like I'm. I'm at the same level I was with massage and, and obviously a little lower also. But there's like a certain, it's such a low level now that it's like I, I understand some of the basics and I remember some of the, the moves and I can just perform at that level. Hmm. I don't think I'll lose that much in, uh, for like 10 years, you know? But the, those subtle skills, like that other 20% that, you're, that you've been gaining, hmm. that's, uh, you can feel the hair under fucking 20 pages eventually. <laughs> it's some weird shit though because like when I was doing osteo, we would be like we just do classes where we just have our hands on the body and yeah. we just 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 have your hands on the body but don't move just like the most subtle of touches mm. and you're just feeling the body like forgetting your intention or like oh i want to do this technique just feeling the body what's the body telling you and when that happens it's like the amount of information that you tap into it gets it's kind of nauseating that's ricky level or like your the warmth and the despair like the difference of warmth the yeah the maybe even the shape of the spine just by where your bony landmarks everything, are. everything man the way the breathing the way and the, it's inhaling yeah. and exhaling it's you start to feel the fucking blood flow and that's when it's like that's fucked you up. kind of back out you're like whoa okay you know yeah and you have we, like a daredevil moment yeah you're like you just like <laughs> like you know those movies where like a vampire becomes a vampire and they start like seeing and hearing everything like times a hundred it's like and that. They, they see somebody and they can yeah. like practically smell the blood inside the human and they're yeah. like <laughs> yeah. I have to leave now. <laughs> What's th you ever seen those uh, sound deprivation, like super sure. soundproof uh, rooms that they've created? And yeah. it's like you go in and like it's so the quiet. story is so many people get like terrified and run out. But it's really just so quiet that you eventually hear your own blood flow, which is nuts. 
Yeah. Uh, what Ash? Uh, what's his name there? He was talking about it. Ash. Ash Dykes. Yeah, that was a good podcast on JRE. What was he saying? Where was he? I don't remember. Uh, was it a cave or something? No, I I can't recall. Okay, but it was like an it was out in nature. I remember yeah. it wasn't one of those like sound just dead silence. Rooms, yeah, where he heard his own blood blood circulation. Yeah, it was like completely silent, and they were saying how like it, it's never silent, and then he realized like there was this sound like this uh this like whooshing or something. And he realized it was his body. I don't think he knew exactly what the sound was, but he's, he realized like your body is really noisy and you don't notice until like, dude, imagine, you know, when it's really quiet and you just like, you just go like this, like, <laughs> you know, like you just yeah. touch your, your teeth touch or you, you just go, you know, like a normal yeah. something or like the, your, your eyes a little dry. So when you wait, when you blink, you it just that. does like a little, yeah. like a little, like a little something. <laughs> and if it's dead, 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 silent, you just can't stop hearing that. You're every time you move, you'll hear everything. crickling, crackling. Your clothes, everything super feels amplified. Yeah. Those rooms, the bottom is like hollowed out, and then there's like, like sound killing material as well. Or maybe not all of them. Okay, but it's really cool to think that like, it's just like there, there's these three or four rooms now. I think in the whole on the whole planet, and they're like the quietest spots. <laughs> In, in the universe possibly because they're like built for I don't know I guess like that's wild it would be quieter than that I wonder what it'd be like to go in there I would love it take I some, th- take I think some LSD and jump in there oh my god <laughs> heroic dose in the quietest room on earth Five dry, dry dude dark room but like it's sound dark also <laughs> like there's just nothing that might actually be nice that might actually be nice because the you know you ever been tripping in your room on those five dried grams and then like yeah, a car time. passes by and it rips you out of your fucking experience. Uh, I usually like go up rip- north when we do that. Okay, no, man. Yeah. I, if I'm if I'm like tripping balls and then I, suddenly there's just this, a door closes or, uh, you know, you hear like a <laughs> like someone outside mm. or, or footsteps because it's snowy or like a police siren goes off. A hundred thoughts yeah. fucking like drill into your mind suddenly like, like bees you know like wasps stinging you from the outside and you're like ah that happened in the ceremony once one of my first ceremonies uh day two we were drink we drank ayahuasca and then the you know we do it when the the sun's still out it's just setting and the second day usually mm-hmm. it's like a chiller vibe so the sun finally sets and then all you hear is and the neighbors are shooting fireworks or something. <laughs> and I just remember, I'm like in my trance, I'm like, what's going on? You know, yeah. the whole place is shaking because sound is just flying at you, you know? Oh, man. So uh, they ran outside. They told them to, yo, shut the fuck up. In it's the like, it's like the equanimity argument <laughs> doesn't fly now. It's like, look, we have a room of people <laughs> tripping. I am literally on ayahuasca right now. Yeah. <laughs> Can you please stop doing this? Yeah, and then they did. Thank God. But like, I they remember that was... no. Yeah. I don't know. You know, yeah, like they're, they're connected. It's just... I guess poor timing. That's funny, man. Because that there's those that cer- the ceremony and a lot of drug trips. I think they're just entirely filled with those moments. But but there's little. It's like that plus it's like unexpected. There's that little extra sink in the stomach for for me. I don't know. Like people have different levels of anxiety and hmm. certain you know worship of of the the feeling of of peace or pleasantness. You know. So uh, I I just. It, it it takes me it takes me out of it but into it. it i don't know how to say it really but it's it's nerve-wracking and i kind of accept it as part of the well you're more experienced psychonaut you know you kind of the the power yeah, of equanimity yeah. carries on to more to more uh acceptance of things 
it's funny like the like i didn't have a word for it a context for it until vipassana but i definitely had to cultivate something similar at, like just from being in in just excuse me i had to burp just like uh being being young and throwing myself into situations mm. being like feeling indestructible sort of and, and being like I, I wonder what will happen with my safety with my life with my social standing you know with my <laughs> relationships yeah. you just take a drug and you go you're like let's go <laughs> yeah. to grandma's 80th let's go oh yeah take an exam let's Damn. go yeah let's be on ecstasy and go into class you know let's <laughs> go uh let's smoke some weed and uh Thank go God. fucking skiing or like you know it's just all one thing after the other Thank God I was well read on this subject before jumping into it. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, our first trip I ever did on mushrooms, we went to a, a motel on St. Jacques Street. Mm. That wasn't a good one. But it was like not enough to fuck you up. It was like two grams. Just enough to like open that door to peak, but controlling it a little bit. But that was a terrible set and setting, you know. I think a lot of us... Uh, I, 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 I can't picture myself getting older and not having experienced these like in my youth and in my ignorance and feeling comfortable trying them. There's so much coming out now that's making it seem safer or even beneficial and all these things like that we, we talk about often. Yeah. But uh, per, me personally, I would have these, there's so many ideas that I grew up with about drugs and I s firsthand destroyed those stereotypes, if you will. Uh, and a lot of other people, even though the, this intellectual information is, is like, you know, if you look for it, it, it'll bombard you. There's so much science and evidence and so much, such a different perspective that's growing. I feel like it's coming out daily, all these articles. Like, yeah, I've been Growing's sharing. a bad word. It's been there. It's coming out of, the, of hiding. It's, it's true. It's like a part of humanity. It's yeah. like how English people don't understand or don't think about it or don't picture all these other humans that have never spoken English, that have an entire other life, another context, essentially live on another planet. Yeah. Like a whole different world. It's the same gravity. You have a body and a consciousness, but that's all the fucking similarities you have. Maybe the similar technologies, obviously, but that's, there's something similar there. It's like a whole other world. This, the, you know, this Amazonian traditions. This, you know what? We, we go to the Amazon as a knee-jerk, but it's every fucking part of the world. Yeah. There's, there's, fucking uh whatever in africa yeah there's yeah. uh I, i'm just there's all these names popping <laughs> in my head i can't even pick one peyote yeah it's it's all over a lot of stuff let's say in the you know that uh middle america section um the americas in general south north and south yeah in the asian cultures and the european cultures i don't know as much but there's definitely a, a lot of that pagan vibe with the there's a lot of mushroom in lore. In the Middle East, it was a what was it? A opium, was that it? Or there was a? Yeah, I don't. I guess so. There's always a substance when you when you when you strip back culture to its original form. There's some type of mystic experience through a substance or something. Weed was everywhere, by the way. <laughs> the Egyptians we, were smoking weed <laughs> hardcore, Ben. Humans made sure that shit yeah. would grow everywhere. I think <laughs> recently they found uh, weed buds or seeds in like a tombstone of like a, some fucking mummy or something. It's like the fourth time I hear, and it's like different stories every time. Yeah, they're like, oh, it's like super old. <laughs> it's they're fucking like, yeah. ancient. Do you realize this is GMO? Like this, like we 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 made this what it is. Yeah, you know, it's the most useful. It's like the human plant. I was telling anyway, my girlfriend, it was like get off the soapbox <laughs> about weed. I was telling my girlfriend, like, 
in this moment in history, we've put a label on all these things that are bad. But like we're in this moment of whatever, 100 years of these laws or whatever. But these medicines like ayahuasca, peyote, you know, have been practiced thousands of years. But we're in this timeline and this little blimp of reality. We're like, no, that's fucking elite. That's a drug. That's not good for you. But we're, yeah. we're, we're funneling everything that's fucking made us into this little moment of our ethical law, whatever you want to call it, saying that this is no good. And it's not natural law, which like Ma this guy Mark Passio talks about a lot. And it's like a, a lot of our man-made laws are actually going against natural law. And mm. we're just like in one way or another, if we're fighting natural law, we're dooming ourselves. We're, we're damaging something periodically and... It, it, it can be really it could be irreparable i yeah. mean we see it in in some more overt ways in in our current society obviously you know the every hot button topic is is uh something is illegal that shouldn't be or something is legal that should be and it's all profit based and all that stuff i don't we don't need to get into it yeah we don't even know the full story to be honest but it's it's there and it's it's weird it's it's the it should be talked about constantly because this zeitgeist thing is a powerful idea there's there's a mentality, a mob mentality, even in a practical sense, like in psychology, that's a useful topic. There's this there's this power, there's this energy when we get into a group and we don't even notice it. Sometimes it's obvious, sometimes it isn't, mm. even from the third person perspective, even from the outside perspective. And sometimes there isn't an outside perspective. Some of those mob mentalities are global. Yeah. Not a lot of them, I don't think, but they're still it's it's maybe not global, but it's, you know, um, it's like almost countrywide yeah. or it's big or there's just a type yeah. of person a belief you know yeah. like now with the internet it gets a little squirrely in terms of location and it, geography but it's it 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 needs to be addressed and readdressed and readdressed because we don't realize how these weird unconscious thoughts are running our lives all the time we talked about it a yeah. lot in the past also in and some recent podcast and we have these presets that were given by society where we grew up and it's like these programming presets and biases and and fears that we just operate on and it's like something as simple as talking about mushrooms like the fear of death yeah we can segue into that fucking yeah we wanted to talk about dude just death death in general man we'll get into that because uh, that's part of our programming is this constant fear of death that you hear and the news uses that against us which is crazy they manipulate the public with the fear of death and I was saying this to my girlfriend there, and I'm like, the news makes the world seem like it's like this crazy, chaotic, gun-fucking-violent area where it's the wild, wild west and everyone's shooting everyone. But I asked her, I'm like, thank God, at least in this side of the world where we are, like, I'm blessed every day that how much negativity and violence are you bumping into on a day-to-day -day basis? You know? Fucking zero. Like, pretty <laughs> close to zero. I mean, uh, if someone flips me off when we're driving, like, that's normal. But that's like... Even that, though, is going to get your blood pumping. Like, yeah. my... I had, like, a... Let's call him a cousin from Italy. And he's from Sicily. And uh, we were talking about, like, times we got into a fight. And he just had story after story. And I, ha I got in a fight in my life, like, four or five times, maybe, if I think about it. And it's like, some of them were... Some of them, like, he kicked my ass instantly, or I kicked his ass instantly. It's not even a fight, you know? It's mm. like not a brawl let's say and him it's like I, I just ask him like how many fucking fights you got into in your life and he's like oh man you know like uh <laughs> i don't know <laughs> like th three a year minimum well and i'm just like that doesn't sound like a lot but that's so much more than me <laughs> and imagine growing up that way yeah. it's not just like you become 21 and everyone starts kicking your ass you know it's like he lives in this part of the world that, that's just aggressive yeah and he says he said also this is a funny random side thought but he said it's just something about his face also 
He's like, I, I don't know, man. I, they say I look a stupid, but I'm not <laughs> stupid, you know? So they think they can be tough with me. Yeah. And then and, and then I, ah, you know, like, and he, he has, because he's like, his English was limited. Yeah. But he just, he had this funny Italian way of like smacking oh, yeah, the sky, yeah, like do, smacking yeah. the air. And he, but that, that was respectful. That's what he was explaining to me also. He goes, he goes, I'm not going to punch him right away. I'm going to backhand him as a warning. I'm going to give him a nice slap. I'm going to go, I'm a big guy. You think I look stupid? Yeah. I can still put you on your ass, you know. Like he's he's very defensive about it. He was young though, you know. Mm. He's still a kid. He's like younger than twenty. Sometimes that might need a humbling experience. He was a good guy though. Yeah. He's got an open mind. He's just young, I think. Anyway, well, I mean, when I was, yeah, at that age, man, I was this ego-driven kid. Thank God martial arts smashed me back down to reality. There, it's uh, it's it's one in a million that's not ego-driven. You know, it's true. It's like your ego is still growing a lot and then you're starting to like you are you are the ego you're the fucking id you're like in the in the psychological sense you're you're gathering you're like oh i'm totally this i need to mm. build this identity i need to be this and there's there's not a lot of forethought you know uh, i still don't have a lot of forethought and i'm yeah. and i'm gonna be 32 soon <laughs> but that's also i think the younger you are it's the less you're thinking of death or the idea of death is not even a concept in your mind at that age that you were talking before about that feeling of invincible being invincible it's like i remember i'm way more cautious now than i've ever been like i would do such careless things when i was younger that clearly i'm here today to, to say the story but very like very unaware of the consequences of some things i would do and i think it's just over time with the more years on you and getting closer to that that countdown Mm. you kind of just realize holy shit this time is is coming to an end at some point we're kind of lucky too that we're like bouncy when we're young you know like i i learned a lot of lessons and it's like half luck and half like resilience mm. you know like i i cracked myself on a trampoline and i could have died i almost got it by a car those are two different instances yeah like my mom saved me like this asshole would have run me over and she grabbed me by the hoodie and like yanked me at the last second and like okay i would have been like concussed or like really damaged or possibly dead you can't you don't it's not about bouncing back you don't learn anything you're just dead yeah. but like i got scared straight in that moment so it was it was like a good moment for me to look mm. both ways now but like for the rest of my life it like stained my brain you know flashbulb memory but the the trampoline thing it's like i know my limits more now there's no there's no limits argument it's just ignorance when you're talking about the first story. Yeah. But the second story, it's like I was trying something new and I didn't do it right and I got hurt. And now I have to, if I ever want to try that again, I have to build up to it again. And with that momentum, I have to step back a little bit and be careful and really build the layers really slowly now. No ego, no no fucking macho, nothing. Like mm. really be careful well, because I'm getting older. Because my twisted an ankle fucking five years ago that still feels weird, you know? Yeah. like. Think of that relationship we have with death, though. It's like we do all these things with understanding, I guess at an unconscious level, understanding that the, the worst case scenario is death. Therefore, do this with precaution. You know, you're not going to go mm. on the trampoline and just do like a crazy fucking cartwheel flip because you know at, at some level, if you go wrong, you can pass away and die right at that moment. So it's like we, we have all these things that we do on a day-to-day -day basis are at some level, death is a thought process that goes on. Whether it's crossing the street, we look both ways because we know the worst case scenario is I get killed. But this is this is an argument people have against a lot of things like religion, where 
where you suppress something like sex, like old school Christianity, I'm saying. It's it's not so prevalent nowadays. But this idea of like suppressing a drive and maybe there's something there's something about death that's a drive for humanity. A lot of hu- a lot of animals don't understand that they're going to die. There's, that's that's like a kind of philosophical uh, identification of humanity. You know, it's like we're the thing that knows. We're Homo sapien. That's mm-hmm. what that means. But knowing that we know is there's all these repercussions. There's all this meta stuff. But we know that we're going to die. And there's a real damage to suppressing that. It fucks with our entire machinery as a society, as an individual, uh, you know, up and down and long ways. The, I, I don't, I can't even fully put my finger on it, but it's like, there's all these mechanisms of gratitude and appreciation. There's something beautiful in, in somber moments, you know? There's something just real about life that we're missing. It, it's, you know, I, that's the best way of putting it. In the end, in a flat sense, it's just a lie. We're mm. just missing the truth. And then there's a lot of repercussions there, but uh, maybe it just starts with like wanting to protect children. Maybe there's nothing so like um, genuinely evil or like consciously evil about it. And and maybe something like the news, like we can get into conspiracies and how things are imposed on us, but there is also just this reaction thing and useful idiots, you know, there's just this, something that happens because like the news, they want our attention and something that that gets our attention is is the fear thing because of just how humans work. I don't think of it as a conspiracy. I think it's that it was tested and that's what the market responded to. Exactly. It's but, like a bubble. It but it's like this dark, it but to. in the end of the day, they are the controllers of what they're putting out and they can, in a sense, dictate what the market will want. You know, it's like... Yes. That's it. But they're going to be the outliers or the they're going to be at the forefront and they're going to lose the money, essentially. So some brave assholes have to come out and be like, hey, let's be positive. And then it's like... Some people need that. Some people gravitate towards that. And then they forget about it 10 seconds later. And then it's like, oh, a bomb went off in New York. And you don't even realize. You're like, oh, I need to know this. Hmm. What if a bomb goes off? Oh, who do I know in New York? All these, your ideas just start flooding. Fear is such a natural human thing. And we're doing what we do with all natural human things. We're monetizing it. Yeah. It's the drug thing. It's the sugar, salt, fat. It's the psychological sugar our bodies just respond to it in a way that we don't to to happiness and that's why you see all these articles you know like if you look more into it it's really interesting but the like the flashy title is like gratitude rewires your brain yeah and it has to because we are literally just never grateful it's like the first time in my life i actually feel gratitude for like the last couple of years because mm-hmm. i i i don't know like i just i was i was in a I had I had a, a selfish upbringing. I had everything I needed. I had no reason. And then when things were taken away, I wasn't grateful when they came back. I was just mad while they were gone. Mm. And then when they came back, I was like, okay, everything's normal now. Like it, it's like an entitlement. Ooh, that's cool. Maybe there's like a societal entitlement. Yeah, that's a whole other can of worms. <laughs> yeah, but it's we're not even entitled to life. That's the point that I'm trying to. That's that death, man. Yeah. <laughs> It's interesting, man. It really is. And it's just, I've been navigating on Twitter a lot these days, and I never do that. I feel bad for you, son. I never do that. <laughs> and it's like the first thing I do in the morning, I'll go and click the news and trending, and it's just fucking negative story after negative story after negative story. And I've been doing this for two weeks now. Every morning I wake up, I check Twitter right away. And 
I started noticing that I'm being more anxious in my day-to-day life, like just stressed about things that don't even matter, you know? Mm. So then uh, I did a rapé ceremony Sunday night and uh, I did a dose for myself and it was a big one and it was like a fucking, like a wind of a voice came through my ear and said, like, it's enough of the Twitter. <laughs> just like that. <laughs> and it floated away. <laughs> and then I started laughing. One I and done, just stop using Twitter. <laughs> it was kind of like that. But, and I was just laughing to myself. I'm like, wow. Like, I, because I saw, I, I was kind of watching myself from a bird's eye view as, as you were in the rapé state. And totally know what you mean. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And I'm just laughing at myself. I'm like, you're looking through Twitter. What are you trying to find here? There's nothing there. You know, it's just, you're, you're just stressing yourself out of nothing. Mm. And it's, I think it's like when you, when everything's going good, your mind or something in your fucking gut bacteria or something wants <laughs> to make chaos. You know, it's like, dude, that's actually true. Like they've done studies about how people who people, like if you have less danger in your life, you seek more, you could do more dangerous, you act it. more dangerous. You, you can't be content with things going well. It's the strangest thing. Yeah, it's like you have like maybe you, at some point in your life you had like a like a meter for for how safe you feel and how like how safe you can feel getting away from that bar of safety and then there's something fun about that or let's just say exciting to be more objective and then <laughs> that if that's not being fulfilled then it's like you just have this that's the that's the bar for you it's like almost like a a biological thing like like uh I don't know. I could think of my childhood and think like I, I grew up with fucking machines, man. Yeah. You know, like I had ski doos and and my friend had sea doos and we had forests with we had we had motorbikes, we had yeah. four wheelers. Like I had some fun. I had some adrenaline when I was a kid. Now, when I, if I'm bored at work for like a month, I start burning reds and shit <laughs> on the on the street. Like it's I got I yeah. know I ch- I keep it in check because I know it's a mechanism yeah. now because of these studies. But I never would have been conscious of that. What otherwise. is that? Is that like some type of gut bacteria or something. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. It's just something inside you that that's like, hey, we need adrenaline. I feel like it is. Like recently, I've been on the keto diet, so like I've been cleaning out my system, and that voice, that like craving voice, is kind of disappearing. Like the mm. craving for like junk food and all this stuff. But for a while, it was like a weird internal dialogue. I'm like, there's more than just Nathaniel talking. There's like this. I'm like a host of. And it's proven that you're a host of a bunch of bacteria that can dictate how your mind functions. Mm. So I wonder if like when things are going good, there's like some type of bacteria that you've been hosting that just wants chaos or something. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's more of a spiritual structure, mm. you know, like the the not spiritual is not even the right word there. It's like your let's say your organs are sending you a message. It's so complicated. It's like those are a grouping of cells and the cells are a grouping of of molecules and like you know like there it's all this attachment to make these higher functions and then the brain is like your your actual only sense organ if you will and all like it it sends out some kind of hormonal something some kind of molecule or it has some kind of receptors and it reaches the the organ that like in question like the liver or whatever i don't know or the liver sends something out and then it, it circulates and comes back and then you have this like like you have like a conscious information Hmm. where you're like, huh, I need a banana or whatever. I don't know. Um, So there's, when you start pulling things away and you start hearing these voices, like the same thing with the Twitter. I mean, like you're pulling, you're pulling a lot away when you do rapping. And I don't know, like the, like I've, I've said it in the past, like when I'm flipping through Facebook, a lot of it is very positive stuff. Like I've, I've worked to kind of whittle my feed into something a little more useful. It's a lot of friends. 
yeah. that I'm actually keeping up with and it's a lot of art and it's a lot of funny stuff or, or psychedelic things, you know, like, but it's just that there's an anxiety and just next, 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 but it's next, next, next with Twitter. Plus it's just all like, it's fear. It's, it's, it's chaos. hate. It's this yeah. guy killed this guy it's and this guy news. fell off a thing yeah. and died. And then now the wife, this, and, and it's those, that's a horrible feelings. Yeah. And you're not really processing any of them consciously. So when you pull away, you're seeing the work in the background happening. Yeah. It's mm. like, so that's what I meant in a spiritual sense. It's like you're creating, you're taking pieces of stuff. Like uh, this is just in like the, the space of thoughts, let's say. And, and that becomes a kind of organ. That becomes a, like a thing that is sending messages to you now on its own. Yeah. So now you have this space inside taken up by something that requires fear or or functions on fear so naturally just kind of once the absence is there the this this you know this ethereal organ starts sending you messages like where's the fear at mm. on a very biological sense you just feel a change and it manifests as some kind of voice you know what it is when you go deeper than that it's just you you develop a craving for that that stimulus yeah that's what it really comes down to you know, it's like Vipassana when you unprogram the Sankaras that you're growing every day. It's just another one of those things that you've grown accustomed to and desired for. Repetition works. Uh, in all ways. Uh, yeah, in all ways, both Good ways. and bad. Or whatever. Maybe there's a neutral, like yeah. juggling. Yeah. Like, is juggling good for you? Maybe it's good for your hand-eye coordination. Expands yeah. the brain a little bit, but it'll fuck your elbows up if you do it too much. I don't know. <laughs> there's a positive and negative to everything, I guess. That's, uh, yeah, I guess so. But that's... So that the, yin what, and yang, we're yeah. so deep, deep. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I love about rape is for those who never tried it. Like we've said it so many times on the podcast. So if you want to know what it is, you got to go back to the beginning. But just for the sake of it, it's just Amazonian snuff yeah. tobacco. We blow a fucking powder up our nose, and it's like uh, coffee for the soul, baby. I don't know <laughs> I how else that. to say it. <laughs> it's a good way of putting it's it. Like it puts you in your body, but there's a there's this clarity. And you find yourself, maybe depending on how you feel or depending on the type of rapid, depending, 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 you are, you are kind of in your body as a whole. So there is this feeling that you're, you're in that third person perspective now. Yeah. You're, you're kicked out a little bit. It strips you of the bullshit, you know, yeah. all the stimulus around you is just gone and you're just, it's literally a direct phone line with yourself. Yeah. You know, you pick it up and you're talking on the other end. And like we were saying before, there's something a little like almost disgusting about coming down from that and starting to feel the carpet feeling the wood under your feet or feeling the you know the just the the puking feeling the yeah. the phone goes off you know the lights change you don't want anything to change in that moment anyway yeah. i'm just bringing it back to that thought before it's, it's just pure awareness and then you come back into your like your body and everything's you're like that hyper aware state is focusing back inwards it's almost like that disharmony you were talking about earlier there's just this, this woo, you know, and it's clean. And then yeah. it starts, woo, 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 and, and you're like, you know, you're losing it. You yeah. know, you can't really do anything to make it stay. And there's like a second, ooh, and it's, that's, it's you accepting that it's not staying. It's that equanimity. Yeah. That's the real fucking tone that you, mm. that we need to focus on. This is a side thought. This is a yeah. complete side thought. I apologize. It's Makes just a cool though. context yeah. for equanimity. And yeah. So when you do the rapé though, it puts you in such an honest statement and it's like, and I see with everyone I serve, it's it's and when I when I do it, it's always the same. It's like when they when you take rape, you go into this hyper state of awareness where you feel and hear everything in the most intimate way to yourself. 
internally yeah there's it's, no reason not to meditate right after you do like yeah. there's no reason that is what that drug is for in my opinion it, exactly you're just you don't have to sit in that traditional sense but like in any just, sense you, lying down you're gonna yeah. meditate it's just walking around i don't know it's just, there's some something it's like a stone falls in the water and just hits the bottom so fast yeah and, and if you're you the go stone, into it with, if you go into without resistance you are listening to exactly what you need at that moment yeah it's like it's there yeah you just can't hear it yeah because you're busy when you're thinking of tomorrow or, or yesterday but Rappi puts you in right now. And it's like the guy I served, and I'd, I've been where he's been, and it was funny to hear him say it because I've, I was there. He's like, like when he was doing the Rappi, he was like in a state, and then he's like, like a voice was coming in my ear saying like, stop eating the shitty food, stop eating the shit. And I've told you how many times I've had that on Rappi. And it's it's nothing supernatural. It's literally your yourself talking to yourself hmm. without any of the filters and bullshit from around you. It's yeah. like just like I said before, it's a direct phone line to yourself. I would describe it as like there, there's no more interference, and then you just you pick up on your body, and yeah. then like the first things that come out, they just make so much sense. But it's like, it's like <laughs> this little tension in your in your core, which is very Heaviness. sensitive because you probably puked a little bit, <laughs> you know, or something in your back, or something something in your neck muscles, and and most people know what they can do to feel better or they know what they did that makes them not feel good in that moment and you were ignoring it because it was just noise that's and your, your brain's really good at f like muting the stuff that's on repeat let's say yeah so it's suddenly it's there and again manifests as a voice for a lot of people and it's just it's like a clear like a thought or a message mm. and it's and it almost feels like it's not yours <laughs> but you're right it's totally just you going like oh maybe don't eat mcdonald's you douche <laughs> you know like maybe do some fucking sit-ups well, yeah man and it, it's so easy to be dishonest to ourselves because we, we we can hold ourselves accountable or we can just brush that under the rug it's like we have that option the ego doesn't like being bruised man yeah. as far as i can tell with my with my reality tunnel you know as if i poke too too hard too fast too mm. much it 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 it, it goes fuck you you know it puts the walls up and it's it realizes it's like an animal i guess like yeah. a thing i'm just i'm i'm attacking it attacking it attacking it and it starts getting very defensive yeah it's true and it just hardens and becomes harder Unpenetrable. To, to, yeah so yeah. it's like okay I, I gotta ease myself into things ease into what is it lean into your edges i like that yeah that's ease into effort ease into effort yeah oh another yoga teacher andre who's probably gonna be on uh next uh i can't next wait, episode yeah. he said he says in class lean into your edges i love that it's perfect yeah. I, I always have this analogy in any walk of life where we're all kind of lost and we're all we're like blind in in this metaphorical sense and we're touching the edges mm. and we're finding out like oh that's stairs you know like maybe you got to fall down the stairs to remember where the fuck they are yeah. and hopefully you live and you go okay i know where those stairs are now <laughs> You know, or sometimes you touch fire or like a spiky bush, or like, yeah. I don't know, but you, you get hurt then you go, oh, okay, I know where that is now. Yeah. So the, the wisdom in something like, like yoga is feel your body, find those edges and then don't force, never force. It's so easy to, I was just stretching my, my wrists this morning and I, and I was like flattening my, my fingers out and pushing really hard and then bringing it to my chest and stuff. And then I suddenly became aware of my, my, uh, just overstraining it. Yeah. And I was like, dude, my flexors. Yeah. My flexor, my, my wrist, uh, my forearm, my inside yeah. there. And I just, I was like feeling this. It's not painful enough to stop me, but I know now that this is not what's going to make me more flexible. 
It's true. This is going to make me more rigid in, in the long run. Yeah. And it doesn't even feel good. There's some kind of weird pleasure to pain, you know, well, when it's, it's a small pain. It's also an egoic accomplishment. It's like, it's like I was here. I need to get right back to this level. This is where I'm supposed to be. It's, it's sometimes it's the, like a, the, the ego takes the protractor out when you're doing yoga. It wants it wants that leg to come up at the same spot yeah. again and yeah. all that shit. So and if it's right. not there, you're you're digressing in your in in your practice. Yeah, but it's not how it works. It's so funny, man. But but I mean, to to wrap it all up in a cool bow a little bit, like like uh, death is like this, ult- like the thought of death, the perpetuation of the reality of death in our daily lives. Let's say, like we were talking about the samurai with Sam Finn. Yeah. Love that fucking podcast, by the way. It's a great podcast. I've, I've been inspired ever since. I'll nice. just leave it at that. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> there's a lot to take from that one. Well, I mean, I feel like it's the reason why we're talking about death now, to be honest, in one way or another. But like there is this grounding reality, less bullshit. Just it's more real. There's less. It's like the, there's all this. Every time we talk about Buddhism, every time I hear about Buddhism and the, these questions about meditation and stuff like that, there's it's almost like a meme now. And the Buddha says you don't gain from from these practices. You you shed, hmm. you shed, you take away the things that are not you until whatever is left is you. And it's there's a really fun thing. This is another side note, um, and makes me think about death a lot actually. But I, I, there's this weird meditation I'm doing now where I turn my focus inward as much as I can, as as intensely as I can, uncomfortably so. I just find it's weird to I find the concept I find the observer it takes it takes what it, however long it takes mm. five minutes sometimes ten minutes twenty minutes I don't know but once I have a little seat there ever since uh, ayahuasca to be fair it's very quick now okay ever since okay I gotta say yeah. uh, but I I it's almost like I try to turn off my awareness or I try to like really feel like I, try, I almost poke at it I don't know how to explain it but okay. I I'm just like, it's like a, it's like a snake eating its own tail. Like it hurts. It feels weird. Hurt pain is not even how to describe it, but it's like, it's like a glitch. It's like static. Like I, I, (laughs) if anyone knows what the fuck I'm talking about, if you're like a meditation expert or like a Kundalini expert or something, I feel like someone should talk to me because maybe I shouldn't be doing this, but there's, there's something really cool about like I go to the source, 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 source until there's fucking nothing left. And then I just start like trying to do stuff to it. And I, I don't even, I really can't even explain myself. But it, it's bringing it, me flashbacks of Vipassana because I was there exactly where you're talking about. I was in such a state of awareness and silence that I was literally looking at, the best way to describe it in, in like in physical terms was like these bubbles of consciousness that I was poking at and manipulating at a sense. And it was actually did more harm than good for me. Like, it's I was your your yeah. Like, did you ever see Ant Man? Yeah, I, I never so. seen it, but there's just one clip my friend showed me. He's like, go to hype like subatomic particle level, and he's yeah, just like yeah. like zooming in, like where time just starts from, you know. And I was there in my meditation, and I was just seeing like these molecules, and then I'm like thinking of Gwenka saying, "Don't mix two different practices together." Because it could be very dangerous, and I'm like, I wonder what ma- like a mantra would be like right now. And I start repeating these words, and then it. I almost went into like a fucking um, what's that word? I like I went psychotic for a second, because like I was in such a state of awareness, and then I created a mantra, and then just everything was spinning, and I got pulled out of it. And I like was sweating at that point, like I, fuck, I don't do that. This is this is similar to what I'm feeling. I feel like I just skip steps. I go to this really deep layer, and I'm flipping switches, and I shouldn't be. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. 
Yeah. But, but for me, it's like there's, it's like I'm pushing, I like I'm pushing, I'm pushing an off button, but it's like I would die, or I maybe not even. <laughs> I don't know. It's like you just can't turn it off. So I'm just there going like, ow, ow. <laughs> it's like it doesn't. That's crazy. It doesn't shut off. It's like trying to shut off the sun. Or it's like using electricity to turn off something powered by that electricity. Like, it doesn't make sense. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're talking about similar similar realms. But I, I, at least it was more visual for you and more like... Um, well, I don't know, like you, saw, like you in said... In terms of bubbles? explaining, it's visual. But in the moment, it was beyond visual. It was just feeling. But like coming back into reality, I was able to piece it together in terms of like a visual sense. Like a dream sort of, like yeah. it all smashes together. But it was not what I'm talking about. It was like way more. <laughs> I love how that works. Like it all, like the dreams or, or like visions, like it consolidates <laughs> when you wake up. Yeah. It go, it's like, oh, that doesn't make sense. So I'm going to make it make sense. Yeah. Sort of. uh, like, 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 <laughs> that's kind of the picture. Yeah. You know, you, yeah. S- you saw the meme I shared on uh, our Facebook page on Curious Chimps. It's like how my trips feel. And it was like uh, starry nights. Oh, yeah. The Van Gogh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so and then good. how it is when I explain it is like, oh, there was magic. There was like a moon. There was like. <laughs> it's like a shitty drawing. <laughs> yeah. And then there's like the those like doggo, like those Shibu Inu, like, like much yeah. enlightenment, you know, like, like just stupid. random thoughts. Yeah. And that's it, man. That that's for happen. everything. I actually really enjoyed that one. It I was because we've all been there. It's like you come back with all these stories you want to tell everyone and it slips a fuck away. It's it is a bit like a dream because like it just doesn't hold the water that it did. It's like it's like the the dream realm, the the astral realm, the psychedelic realms. I don't know what to call them exactly, but they're the the water is being held by something that exists in that realm also. So yeah. then when you leave that realm, you're in a new world or the old world. We're in like this world or whatever. Some world. We're we're closed off, you know? We're we're back to a more narrow view, let's say. And you just can't you aren't even the thing that you were that experienced that so you're trying to explain it but it's like a a story of a memory yeah yeah it's more than that it's like literally an ant explaining a carnival to someone to another ant that's a good point it's also kind of beyond the senses or yeah. a, a different very alien experience because we have no reference points we have nothing to like what we always, what you hear from most people is like, oh, these geometric patterns, these like light cities, these elves or these alien type of mm. uh, organic machineries. I guess we're starting, like we're, we're creating a database. We really are. Well, uh, create, I mean, it's there. That's yeah. what I th- like. I, there's this girl I speak to, this beautiful woman I met at the, the teacher training in India, Miriam Shanti. I don't know what to call you. I love you. I hope you listen to these. But uh, <laughs> shout out to Miriam. Yeah, she's the best. Um, she is. Af- after we met, she she went to South America and she went. She was in Brazil and she was like with shamans and like learning a lot. She was taking ayahuasca regularly, daily, mm-hmm. probably multiple times a day. She's she's. You know what? We're talking about being familiar with death, being friends with death. She says she's lovers with death. She's on a whole other fucking existence. Wow. You know, and. I forgot why I brought her up now. I'm like lost in the character in the explanation. Uh, related to, I'm not sure. We'll get there. <laughs> yeah. Well, the memories of returning back and r- without thought, without remembering it, in right? What, or a different reality or whatever. so. She's in a world that has so much context for these things. There's so much language. Yes. Even put into like ayahuasca means 
spirit rope or death rope, etc. Vine of the dead. There's, there's a few ways to translate it. Yeah. Apparently, also I read I read up on it. It's interesting, and that even has many names. And then there's all these other plants, and then these experiences are kind of I wouldn't I don't want to say ubiquitous, but there is something maybe relatable or general about them because we're all humans. You know, at the end of the day, we are all experiencing things very differently, but we all have a brain, eyes, hands, etc. Hopefully, <laughs> we all smell and and touch and taste, and so it's like we have these bodies. We share an experience in a very uh, like uncanny, like in a very deep sense, more than we think, maybe because we're just conscious beings. But that's very deep. Let's not go there. So she ends up talking about what she saw. And she'll bring up dwarves, elves, you know, these, these like, uh, what's that word from Star Trek? When uh, Picard got taken by the Borg, Locutus. Locutus. Locutus of Borg. So he, he was assimilated just to be able to speak for the Borg. Okay. Because they were like a hive mind anyway. So imagine like a forest is like this crazy consciousness. So it, like there's these elf things that are manifestations through us and for us in order to speak to these things that otherwise can't speak for themselves or can't speak to us in the way that we can understand. You know, there's ways to explain it. And what's fun too is that she she was describing to me a while ago how there's 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 this oscillation between wanting to even describe the experience and not. Because at first it's very addictive to be like, oh, I saw the vesica pisces uh sacred geometry splitting into a sun and then it was there was like a buddha face in the middle and then someone goes holy shit me too it was like yellow and he was saying he was speaking fucking uh spanish for some reason and it's like oh my god we had the same we were in the same place yeah playoff or not like i i feel like I, i i for me it's more like a hope that this is all real you know i've had my own experiences but uh, it can always go deeper, let's say. <laughs> and I say that with a big yeah. smile because yeah. I want it to. Yes. Um, and maybe my skepticism fuels that. I don't know. Maybe that's why I don't want to let go of it. But there's obviously a benefit to believing and utilizing. But that's not the point. What I'm saying is there's like a, this, it became like a world for them or a part of the re- real world for them. Hmm. And and then there was this oscillation, like I said, where it's like, I don't need to share that. The same way I don't need to share like what I had for breakfast. This was a thing for me. I, I I will take what I can from it. And there's a lot of times when sharing it is beneficial. I mean, we're literally sharers. This is what we're doing. So yeah. obviously we feel that way. But I don't know. It was interesting to see, just back to the point, that there there is this, there's a language. She's like, she literally used those words. I didn't, I didn't make that up. She says, I am, I am lovers with death. I don't exactly, it's like poetic a little bit. You know what that is though? It's, that's the same mentality the samurais had. Because she was doing ayahuasca so often, she was coming term, to terms with her death on a daily basis. And other people's. Yeah. You know, like she, she said it also, like handling, like people fucking freaking out or falling over yes. or, or puking and stuff. Like she's, she's like handle, she's like, it's like, it's kind of death. It's not, but it's like they're, they're having an emotional experience. They're having a physical experience. And she is partaking in the medicine as well probably and and then helping them wow so it's like another level and she's doing ayahuasca probably in if she's in peru or wherever in the amazon she's doing it almost on a daily basis at some points if she's working with shamans because they're they're doing ceremonies like like over a hundred times a year well she was when she went back home and Mm -hmm. she 
reconnected with her family, now kind of being her more true self, and it's beautiful to talk to her. So her her story is her story. Maybe we'll get her on one day if she's ever in Canada, mm. or we'll we'll Skype her somehow. Like she's a fascinating creature. Nice. I fucking love that woman. Wow. Yeah, man. And I've always wondered what a long form ceremony duration would be like like a 10 day ayahuasca ceremonies like yeah or the dieta uh, with just ayahuasca mm. like you're nourished by it what a different thing i i'll never forget it always makes me think of uh salvia you know like you have those acute moments and those crazy trips and then there's that one month where i smoked a little bit of it every day and it was such a different experience by by the time i was finishing up same here completely completely different yeah salvia, and yes yeah, i was doing it on a daily for a while this was years back and i started really understanding this this plant it was a weird feeling like like i would go in and be like okay not today and i just like brush that away and go to the next stage of that realm it was very nice. odd man i just farted i wonder if anyone noticed the, uh, in the audio well <laughs> they don't hear it <laughs> i just in the, they in, don't in smell the video it. you're gonna see me lean be fucked if it you went really deep there and i want to i want to keep going but yeah. do you realize that we lean when we fart <laughs> because our bodies are plugging our assholes with gravity yeah we're just like yeah like, like, we'll, cup. like our eyes will pop out if we don't fucking lean like it's like <laughs> i can't it's fart. just way more effort you have to really push against resistance and then here and, it's and like, then Ooh. it sneaks out somewhere <laughs> uh, that makes a little squeak sound <laughs> <laughs> yeah i love those <laughs> ah farts Hey, farts are spiritual too, guys. Well, it's part of every day. Your God ass wants to be on the podcast too. The sky and in the farts. <laughs> That's, That's what it. Paul Selig said, sort of. He's in everything. He's in my farts. Your farts are the word of God. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely true. But can't take that away from me. That's the truth. That's why, and I want to go back to a point you were mentioning about worth sharing. Mm. And I think the more I do ayahuasca, the less eager I am to share or any psychedelic. It's a dance for me. I don't know where to go with that. But what I've noticed is, is that there has to be a, a moment of buffering of internalizing what happened first. And At the very least. And that's where you'll gain the most benefit because if you come out sure. of that space and just... Mm word vomit on someone it might be good but if they start saying oh i did that too or i saw yellow too you might have missed the point that you were actually going for in your mind because you're just you're getting a kind of an echo chamber with somewhere else and then that person's experience is kind of influencing the way you're interpreting your experience even if they're not like a fellow like someone else who was there at the ceremony like you tell a friend or something when you come back you're kind of there's something cheapening it because they just won't understand it yeah. whereas if you assimilate it and integrate it Feel even it a little bit yeah, yeah then you can understand what needs to be said and what really doesn't because yes. if it doesn't need to be said why are you saying it that's it and somewhere inside you know that you don't need to be saying it and you're insulting the experience in a sense and damaging the experience in a sense you're you're in a way i don't know it's like some part of your psyche is taking it lighter than you should and you're you're missing out on some integration i don't really understand why but there's something about biting your tongue sometimes even when we were given mantras and at the at the teacher training they said there's zero reason for you to tell anybody what what your mantra is there's even and and then they they said it in a very kind of like what i call like a physical spiritual way they said like if you the more people you tell the more energy is lost in the way you can hold the mantra 
I don't fucking know what that means, but I just kind of said the same thing. It, it kind of makes sense. I find maybe in a sense it, it, there's a parallel. When I tell the Iowa, like a, a, a psychedelic experience to people more and more, I feel like it's losing its meaning to me. I guess it's like it's the wrong kind of repetition. I guess instead of holding it in its true form, in its experiential form, and then just living it and then seeing how it falls into place on its own, maybe also consciously integrating it here and there, but just trying to put it into labels and boxes, suddenly you're cutting off the the fat. Yeah. And it's not fat, you know, or the fat's good, however you want the metaphor to go. So you're 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 cutting the square to fit the circle every time you open your mouth. That's interesting. And I think that's it. And it's kind of like what a psychedelic experience is, is that you're having a direct line, a connection with the divine or with whatever higher consciousness you're tapping into. And then when you bring it back to reality and you share it with people, you're giving a third person point of view, like secondhand information. And it's never the true, what you experience because to experience that you would have to be in that state of mind mm. so it's it's yeah, it's watered down that's interesting because on some level also you're forming it for the person like for the audience in a really deep uh, subconscious unconscious way like you're 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 either going to rant it out and they're not going to understand a goddamn thing and then that's you know we talked about it but then you're if that's if that doesn't work and you kind of you're like a step ahead of that then you're you're catering to them a little or you're you're, you're tapering kind of designing off the, it a little yeah bit. designing it that's a good way of putting it you're you're whittling what needs to be said sort of i don't know but that's where if you can internalize the experience kind of like when my last ayahuasca experience uh, ceremony when i spoke about it on the podcast mm-hmm. that was after really thinking about and digesting it and then i'm like this is what a, this is the actual lesson i've learned and I can put it into a story that I remember mm. that was probably not the actual experience. I remember my painting with the fear carnival and the beyond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But that's what I remember seeing. And I formed that into a way that can pass that message onwards. You Maybe know? that's not bad, but it's like an art form. Mm. You know, if someone has to make a, a, a thoughtful, functional piece of, of design, then if you have an audience or if it needs to be done immediately, the function in this case is is transmitting the information. So if you're not forced to to you know like give the rough draft immediately then you can work on it yes and that's not necessarily a bad thing maybe you can be more conscious about like hey wh- what what am i saying this for how does this benefit this person am i just saying this to be cool you know there's i caught myself a couple of times like a handful like a, i'll say a dozen times because it's a long time now since i did the ceremony like a good dozen plus times where i just told someone i did ayahuasca and i didn't need they didn't need to know that <laughs> You know, like there's there's a bunch of times where it was totally justified and it was part of the conversation and I wanted to give my input and I thought I could enrich their lives. Yeah. But there's a couple of times when it was just me going, hey, Hey, look what I did. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And that's like me, me against me just going, what are you doing, bro? Like and I I felt it as soon as I was done. I was like, son of a bitch. (laughs) And you can't take it back. No, it's out there. I mean, hey, that's it's not terrible, but it's. It's, it's a lesson. Yeah, it's going into why are you doing this, you know, Un- unfolding that. Why am I saying this? Is it going to really benefit or am I saying it to feed my own ego mm. and to give myself a pat on the back through you? I feel like I'm only even realizing these things and the importance of that because of the ceremony. There's so much that I gained from that ceremony that's not touchable, mm. that's undamageable. It's, it's a wisdom through experience and it's 
and it can only be enhanced by going o- uh, over and over. What I love about ayahuasca That's how I feel. is it, it really does feel like a curriculum. Like the next time you go... It's like the rapé. Yeah. There's a there's a starting point. It's just where you are. Yeah. And now when you do rapé, it's like you, you kind of... You're, it's not the first day at school anymore. You kind of know where to go in a sense. That I've always felt that way. Like that we were talking about the like an actual sound, an actual voice manifesting and giving us an information. That's because there's a warmed up muscle there. There's something a way of interpreting a way of seeing a thing we want to see as well we're starting to give that a story to wrap it we're starting to say that there's a clarity there and it's just gonna it's almost like a guilt-driven like what am i doing wrong now what just happened i don't know i wonder if i'm still uh if we're still recording uh just check i've never seen that happen before fribble maybe move it's the a mouse. verb a frivolous or foolish person fribble oh. what time is it i don't know is it still there 551 is it is it recording i don't have the password so we uh it was recording okay at least you want to just pretend it's recording and keep going? Yeah, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> we can always call Tom in and just be like, fix it. But we have like, I got, you said 6.15. We have like a good 20 yeah. minutes left. Should we tell him? Yeah, let's just call him in case. Yeah. Okay. We can edit this out or we can Future Nate. Yeah. Cut this out. Except for the fribble thing. That was cool. Ooh, <laughs> there's a new word. Fribble. Surf. Okay. Let's get An agricultural it. laborer bound under the feudal system to work on his lord's estate. This is the coolest. Where are you reading that? He has like these. His his screensaver is is like a like a random dictionary words. I thought you were just getting into this trends of just defining a word. <laughs> no, I'm like, bro, it's so cool. <laughs> Everyone, we will be right back. We may have some sound technical technical issues but we are checking it out if this is still recording i may or may not keep this in so hello to everyone listening We got like a good 15, 20 minutes left, so yeah. we'll, we'll make sure that it's working. Yeah, it looks like it kept recording through that. Awesome. Okay. <laughs> I learned, I learned the word fribble because of your <laughs> screensaver. So happy accident. Sorry about that. It's all. Oh, it's cool. We're, wait, Todd, we're good for six fifteen, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And no prob, Bob. We're back. So. <laughs> Why is there such a fucking delay there? Oh, no, I'm doing it on purpose. Oh, okay. Like, clap? I'll probably be able to clap when you clap. Well, if you go on a beat, if you go on a beat, I'll find the beat. (laughs) Well, that's the point. You know, it's like like you try to fake me out. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I got you. That was so good. You know, I was such a shit server in high school. When we'd have like an audience clapping at like a fucking. You were the the last one. I'm I'm the one off beat. You son of a bitch. (laughs) 
You some bitch. I know I've I've probably said this to you already, okay? And maybe I've even said it on the podcast. But go check out the Justin Timberlake's thing on on Netflix. It's so cool. They, you meet all the band members and shit at the beginning, and then you just see this two-hour show, and it's like the last show that they've been doing for like two years, just traveling around the world doing this crazy tour. And they're all so talented, and it's so awesome. Mm. And it's Timberlake. It's like good songs. You know the songs, but you meet all the band, and you feel like you just hear it more nice. because you know all the pieces. You know where everybody is on stage, and it's a real band. It's real music. But the reason why I bring it up, there's a scene when they're all warming up and doing like the there's this pre-show ritual and they're they're all doing their thing and then they all start clapping but it's like at the speed that you would be clapping mm. but they're all in unison nice because they're all they're not only all professional musicians they've all been playing together for the last they know two each years other. clack 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 all of them like a fucking crowd of people tack 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 right on time tack nice. tack tack it was the creepiest thing that's, I ever saw. That's cool. Though. And they didn't have to get in They're it. They're in sync. They man. just all started all on perfect time. It was yeah. the craziest thing I've ever seen. Deep in sync. Maybe not the craziest thing I've ever seen, but uh, might be hyperbolic there. Yeah, but maybe like, the top 5,000. That's it. But you know what I wanted to ask somebody? <laughs> top 5,000. That's a good number. I've seen some crazy shit. Speaking of <laughs> we which, all have. I'm wondering, like, I want to run my ayahuasca experience through, like, someone like miriam shanti like like i don't know she has so many names shanti is like her given yoga name and it means peace which is so it's cool beautiful it's beautiful a lot of prayers or or things like that uh they end saying Om. Shanti, 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 shanti shanti yeah, yeah. we do it at the yoga studio sometimes it's really cool i never knew what it meant <clears throat> just means peace fucking peace, love peace, it. peace so you want to run your experience through someone like yeah i have some memory of of what i experienced and the first time I, you know what they blur into one experience a little bit i have a hard time remembering the second night it was i was more like mm. taking it easy i felt like i went through the fucking ringer uh, i have a vision of you in the second night and you were just sitting upright like fucking in the music man at one point yeah you're just in it and yeah, i was boy. like because i one of my intentions was going was for you initially you know and oh i let something go there man <laughs> i really did yeah i really did Wow. I could really feel the music. That's now. what happened. I when I I opened up myself from the trance and I just see you like in this like meditative with perfect posture, like <laughs> like Lovely. going with the fucking music. And I'm like, yeah, Sammy's good. And I I went back into my <laughs> own. And I'm like, he's okay. Yeah, it was it was a weird moment, but I'm like, fuck yeah. Like wow, it was just like that's nice because I just saw you. You were in it, man. You were fucking in it. I remember the that feeling. Yeah. I remember just being uplifted by the music, and I, we've talked about it on the podcast also. Like I. I'll never forget now I have this I have this like superpower this understanding that I like that David Goggins like that 60% is more accessible to me now mm. because I know I can feel when I'm bullshitting myself and being like oh I am tired and then I, I go am I tired check just check see what you can do and it's like oh wait I have like fucking 80% more energy than I thought you know <laughs> like it's it's a and I think I need to reconnect with that voice because I'm losing that a little bit that's surprising me because you're like very disciplined human for you know for some things yes for other things that i kind of put on the back burner and i i kind of forget what i'm capable of doing you know and capable of holding doing a lot more than i think and i think i just need to reconnect with that voice like hey man you, like you can do you can push a little bit more in certain things maybe i'm rubbing off on you a little bit getting, <laughs> getting you lazy a little maybe it's good though maybe yeah, it's we're what equalizing I each other yeah. i feel like i'm working a little harder lately <laughs> so maybe i'm bringing you down a little but like it's not a bad thing yeah <laughs> who knows man it's good you can't always be revving the engine at fucking 
90%. I mean, it's gotten you far, dude. I got to play catch up. But at the same time, maybe someone like you sees my demeanor sometimes and goes, hey, he's actually got some chill here and there. You know, like he's got some resolve in the chill. It's not just some fake chill. Mm. And then you go, okay, I want to cultivate that. I want some of that. I got some chill, but I need to be fucking burning it on both ends. I think it's more your presence, your state of mind where you can really be in the moment. And for me, it's it's always been hard to just surrender to the moment. That's interesting because I feel so scattered a lot of times. I mean, you know, since the ayahuasca ceremony, I feel like I, I have a doorway or a seat now that's so much more available. Mm. But I, when you speak, I feel like you're really listening, especially when I met you, like when mm. we were in the the massage course. You were very thoughtful the way you spoke. Unless you were fucking taking the piss. I even got mad at you. Remember? Like you were just bullshitting left and right. Oh, yeah. And I was like, bro, I'm gullible. It's yeah. not funny. <laughs> like, I got mad. I, I modified like, that. Yeah, you were just like, yeah, you got a point. I don't need to piss Sammy off. <laughs> that's something that, that's like a superpower I have. I never get mad. So when I do, people feel terrible. Mm. And they're like, we have to change for Sammy. And I'm like, it's fine. I just got mad. <laughs> like, yeah, it's like, up. no, you can't, you can't anger the Sammy. I'm like, guys, it's something that kind of bothers me. Every, it happens at work now too it's like I had such energy I started training and everything and now I have some bad days I don't feel like talking to anybody and they're like what's wrong what's going on I'm <laughs> yeah. like just fuck off like I'm, I'm a human just, yeah <laughs> you have your ups and downs like anyone else yeah uh, but anyway. that's funny because I don't know I just I feel like there's there's always this weird calling that you get in your mind that like fuck I need to go into like a ceremony soon or something I need like a not a reset but I need a reminder and I yeah. feel like it's coming it's always comes in weird times, man. Cause like I booked ayahuasca for next month, but yeah, 15 minutes. Uh, I booked ayahuasca for next month and it just feels like it was right because yes, at a physical level, I, 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 I emailed it. I said, I want to go, but that decision was probably made way before that email was even sent, you know? And now it's just like, I'm for sure. Uh, the car's driving and now I'm in the front seat. Like, Oh fuck. We're, we're, it's, sh- it's coming up, you know? So it must be so different for you now. Like the, you must be so like used to the process and then, and then some space and then going deeper and then some space again. And now you're going back and it's, it must be, uh, it must be different. It's, I can't explain it, but it's like the observer is so much stronger now. And he's like, especially after Vipassana. (laughs) Yeah. I can't imagine, man. Yeah. I've really been trying to meditate more lately and it's, it's, I haven't been to be honest with you. And I've mentioned that before and maybe ayahuasca will kind of put the needle back on the record, but I, I feel like it's a necessary thing I need to add back into my practice. I, I want, I, I want everyone on earth to fucking take five minutes when they wake up, your alarm goes off. Even if you're going to go back to bed, even if you're snoozing, just sit up, Take some deep breaths, stretch a little bit, and then sit there for four minutes and 50 seconds. Just sit there. Do that every morning. I think you're setting it even a little bit too high because I think people, five minutes to them, I know. That's bullshit. Start with 10 deep breaths, something even smaller. If you can't do five minutes, start with 10 deep breaths, but start with five minutes Yeah. because that's fucking peanuts. And there's something, I don't don't want to put a, a notch in the belt system on meditation, but like, People need like it's it's going into a relaxation. It's it's turning off the body like in stages. Yeah. And five minutes is just cultivating some focus. That's really all you're doing. It's more of a mindfulness practice. You're just sitting there. You don't have to have your back perfectly straight. You don't have to do chin mudra and chanting mantra and all this crazy shit. Just fucking just focus on your breath. 
five minutes is probably like I don't know 300 breaths or something count out some breaths uh, do you could you could play with it but take five minutes and just do nothing and your patience will be more your attention will be more your control over your th- your thoughts and your emotions will be will be more available like just you will be you will be more inside mm. your moment you will be more present more available more able just because you are less momentum yeah it's true it's it's and it's fucking five minutes it's true i i i there's so many times i don't meditate because i i want to put that hour in and i just don't have the time these days maybe that's my my resistance is that i'm so used to meditating for fucking 10 hours a day from vipassana that now i'm sure everybody feels like they when they get out and that's now it's like fuck i don't have time to do it but forgetting that five minutes is just as effective that's the one thing that they maybe don't do that I don't fully agree with. You know, like they give such great advice, perfect advice, I would say. And and then they say, go home, one pick a spot, one hour in the morning, one hour in the night, uh, before you go to bed if you want. You know, they give you some tricks, but it's like fucking do an hour or two hours a day. Find other people, do it with them. Like they're, they're, they're trying to build something that you don't quite understand yet because it's like on some spiritual level. And you have to just feel it to, to feel it. Like I feel like when I go back to Vipassana, I'm going to feel something familiar that I didn't even realize was missing. Do you want to go back soon? Yeah. Yeah. Soon might not be the right word, but like if it's in a few months and I can make it happen, fuck, I would love to. I would really love to. I'm feeling it. I might go in the summer or I close would, to it. I'd rather do that right now than uh, an ayahuasca ceremony. Mm. Maybe it's one or the other or both or something. <laughs> Both was incredible. That's it. But I just, I just feel like I don't want to do like shrooms or something. Like maybe ecstasy, like MDMA would be fun. (laughs) I really just want to feel this like potent love. I feel like I can harbor it. I feel like I can hold it now. Mm. You know, it can imbue me properly instead of me just kind of like being taken by it or or maybe ignoring it and not living it fully. I feel like it would just be fun. I don't know. It'd be fun to have fun. Uh, for me it was kind of a one and done type of feeling with ecstasy or MDMA but maybe in the future it'll come back but at the moment it's like I saw what it has it's incredible don't get me wrong it's fucking such powerful medicine if used properly I don't think I was using it properly to be honest Uh, we're we're all young once we're all young now still I just feel it's the first time in my life I had that like I want to try that drug again Mm. I feel like I was just I'm done with so many drugs and I feel like I have a big respect for a lot of what I what we would call plant medicines and I want to experience iboga even though 80% of my brain is screaming no I want I want to go back to ayahuasca vipassana is a different animal but in a way it isn't like we talked about it's it's just a substanceless psychedelic experience exactly it's just a drawn no different than ayahuasca on the natch yeah yeah. and it's funny because it's like we for those who are afraid of substance or don't want to do substance, I'm like, okay, Vipassana is 10 days, you'll achieve the same state. Yeah. But that's a turnoff for a lot of people, which is hilarious. Well, it shouldn't be. I mean, if you have the right teacher or the right context, like think of it this way. If anyone out there is listening and they feel that way, like, oh, 10 days meditating, like, you know, you wake up, you meditate, you go to bed, essentially. It's, it's intimidating. You eat, obviously. You do other things, but you don't talk to anyone. Like, you yeah. do nothing else. It can be intense. But you could just leave. Yeah. Like, when you take mushrooms that's a good point you have to like eat at, to kill the buzz and then it, it doesn't go away entirely and you that's might not be point. in the right place yeah there you're, you're surrounded by teachers and staff you don't have to worry about your food you're not uh, you're not high if you leave you just take hop in your car and go yeah. or however you got there you know take the next bus out of there it whatever. gives you more power more power on your side yeah 
Yeah. Knowing you have the control. abort button in your yeah. hand is, is a really good feeling that some people need and they might never press it mm. and they might not press it out of fear. But in that instance, it might be a good thing that yeah. they see what they're capable of or it's what true. or what the benefit is of pushing themselves a little sometimes. And you're not pushing yourself physically like we were talking about with the the, the wrists before. Yeah. You know, you're, what you're getting into your edges. Exactly. You're you're doing it mentally as well. Yeah, it's I feel like this is a big commitment for people for 10 days, but I feel like Vipassana is a great prerequisite before doing any type of psychedelic experience. You're right. It is kind of tough in like society to take that time off and yeah. no one wants to take like their two weeks and not go to fucking <laughs> Barbados or something, you know, like it's, it's not easy, but you will get so much work done on yourself. It's a deep unwinding. Yeah. And, and you will learn what it is to, what it means to observe and that is an important point that you kind of learn in psychedelics, but kind of more like trial by fire. You have to, you have to, if, like you, it's like your sanctuary. <laughs> like you're trying so hard to find comfort. Yeah. You're stumbling around. The house is on fire now. You're like, ah, <laughs> where's the sanctuary? You figure out, observe. But sometimes yeah. it takes a few trips before you realize, okay, that was fucking terrifying. But I, maybe if I can just disassociate, it'll go better. But Vipassana is like, you're 10 days there. The only thing you can do is observe. Yeah. Even in between meditations, you're just in this different state. Yeah. I mean, you are in a different, like, the place is just weird. The it whole has, thing like, a vortex was, to it. It's Dude, uh, my mind, when I went to bed, I was having, the work continued on in my dreams. I was having sure. some deep fucking dreams from my childhood just flowing through and just visions. And I'm like, fuck, am I awake or am I asleep? What the fuck's going on here? It's like a detox, man. I had, ver I had very sexually charged dreams. Mm. very potent very very because you're in a different place also so you're more likely to dream and sleepwalk also if you're a sleepwalker that happened to you i didn't sleepwalk okay. no but i i had like a I dreamt many nights many like i mean it's just 10 days but i i don't remember all of them but the, the sex ones were very vivid yeah oh one of them i had sex with reese witherspoon she's who hot. the girl from uh legally blonde okay okay yeah yeah she did, she did a, a movie recently where she's just like walking a trail. Oh, what was it called? It was such a good movie. That was like a, that's like a drug trip also. That's like Vipassana also. That movie? She, well, like the, the experience that okay. was like kind of documented in the movie. It's a, it's a, it's a fiction. It's like an acting movie, but like, she, I think she wrote and directed it and she starred in it and it was really good because she's just on this trail, just walking and she was like ill prepared and like figuring it out as she, as she goes and like people are helping her hmm. and a lot of times she's just alone walking and and like she'll like she loses her boot at some point and has to like fucking bloody foot walk like you know dozens of miles yeah like it's it's a fucking it, it, beautiful intense movie and it's it's kind of soft because there's other movies like that where it gets more horror more thriller and they're in trouble and they they're gonna die they might even die at the end of the movie i don't want to spoil this movie but it's a softer movie it has a nice ending nice there's it's really just more focused on the journey nice and it's a good depiction i wish i could fucking remember this now though it sucks that i just look up reese witherspoon she hasn't directed a lot of movies you know <laughs> <laughs> damn yeah i think that's uh that's uh that's a wrap probably i have like maybe a couple minutes left i can't see the time anywhere We'll leave it at that. Uh, let's do some ohms, man. Let's fucking do some ohms. We were going to do it at the beginning. Yeah, I forgot. We're throwing it at the end. Um, if you guys want to join us, f listen to our tune and join in. And if you don't, listen to our tune and join in with your minds. Yeah, boy. Take yeah, some deep boy. breaths. Just feel the vibration. Yeah. 
Yeah. If it feel if it means more to you, then let it come in, but just observe the sensation, no matter what. You know what? If you're not going to meditate five minutes a day, listen to this little segment. <laughs> and if that's your practice, on repeat, just yeah. oh. <laughs> and let that remind you that the present moment is the only moment that exists. That's deep, bro. <laughs> that hit me. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh. oh.